0: We are harvest committed to Christ. Committed to serve. We are called to pray without the We are harvest. This is the Harvest Community Church Podcast with Pastor Michael Jones. And now let's join today's message already in progress.
1: Well, greetings everyone. This is Pastor Mike Jones of Harvest Community Church in Birmingham, Alabama, where we are a community of worshipers committed to Christ, commissioned to serve, and called to pray without ceasing. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, and His mercy endures forever. Let's get right into the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to Mark chapter 12, we're going to look at verses 13 through 17, Mark twelve thirteen through 17. Then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. When they had come, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and care about no one, for you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your word today. We ask that you would speak to us through your word that we might see Jesus. And in seeing Jesus, we might believe on Jesus. And believing on Jesus, we might be saved. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, won't you say amen, amen, and amen. Every time I pray before reading the word of God or preaching the word of God, I think about a verse that my grandmother used to quote. I believe it's Psalm 119 verse 18 where it says, "Open my eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of your law." Don't you want God to to open up our eyes so that we might see those wondrous things out of His law? I'm asking the Lord to do that for us today, and I want to talk for the next few minutes on the subject. Why should I vote? Why should I vote? I want to talk about why should I vote. I'm uh, remember having an encounter with a young man years ago during election year and the election was coming up and I asked him do you plan on voting and he said no sir I don't plan on voting. He, I said how come? He said number one I, I don't think my one little vote counts I don't think it will make a difference at all. He said number two um, I don't think it's going to make difference because it doesn't matter who we vote for things aren't going to change. And then number three, he said, I'm not even registered to vote. And I I tried to convince him. I told him about how our forefathers made all kinds of sacrifices so that he might have the right to vote. I told him about how they shed their blood and gave their lives and how not voting is not honoring them and not voting is not paying tribute to them and not voting is not taking the baton and running. They've given us All of this, we are so privileged today. We have the very, there were people uh, for years and years and years that would love to have the rights that we have today. Just to be able to say, I voted. And so he wasn't moved. And I was struck with that first response. That first response was, My little vote doesn't count. My vote, my one vote doesn't matter. And I, I wish I had these responses for him, but I looked up, does one vote count? And here's what I came up with. In 1941, the Selective Service Act, or the draft, the draft was saved by one a one-vote margin just weeks before Pearl Harbor was attacked. One vote. And then in 1948, a Texas convention voted for Lyndon Baines Johnson over ex-governor Coke stevens in a contested senatorial election, Lyndon Johnson became a U.S. Senator by a one vote margin. And then it goes on to say in 1984 a Monroe County, Florida commissioner uh, was elected by one vote. And then in uh, 1994 as well a U.S. House of Representatives enacted a law banning specific classes of assault weapons. The House of Representatives there, the vote was initially tied, but one member changed his vote to approve the ban. Your one vote does make a difference. Your one vote says I care. Your one vote says that I want to have a voice. And men and women, I want to talk for the next few minutes on why I should vote. I believe that this passage, Jesus is telling us, he is teaching us, he is exhorting us to be involved in the political process. Let's walk ourselves through the passage and then I just want to say three things and then I want to give us an exhortation to vote. I believe that this passage of scripture is instructive for us. I believe that the very words of Jesus exhort us to vote and to be involved in the political process. Notice what it says here. It says in verse 13, then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. It's interesting that these two groups were there. You have the Pharisees on one hand and you have the Herodians on the other hand. The Pharisees were a religious, a Jewish religious sect that was very conservative. They did not like Roman rule. They did not like to pay the Roman taxes that were enacted on them. They did not like that. They were extremely committed religiously and they they felt like their religion was above the state. Those were the Pharisees. And then the Herodians. The Herodians were a Jewish political group or political party. And the Herodians... Uh, were sympathetic to Roman rule. They didn't mind paying taxes. They didn't mind the rule. They didn't mind being under Roman protection. As a matter of fact, they would put the state over religion. And so you had the Pharisees, who were very conservative and you had the herodians which were very liberal you had the pharisees who were conservative and then you had the herodians who were liberal you had the the uh, pharisees who were right and the herodians who were left you had the pharisees who were right wing and then you had the herodians who were left wing you 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 had these two groups who came together not because they suddenly were bipartisan They came together because they both wanted to trick Jesus. They both had motives. They both had a purpose for what they were doing. And then they they try and flatter Jesus by telling him, Teacher, we know you're true. We, We know you don't regard any people or person of men. We know that you teach the way of God in truth. And then they ask the question, Is it lawful? To pay taxes to Caesar or not. And then in verse 15 at the beginning, Shall we pay or shall we not pay? They believe that they have Jesus between a rock and a hard place. They believe that they have Jesus stuck. They believe that they have trapped Jesus... Because they know if he answers one way, he's going to be labeled. And if he answers another way, he is going to be labeled. If he answers one way, he's going to shun a whole population of people. If he answers another way, he'll shun that other population of people. And men and women, it's very instructive to us that Jesus did not allow the Pharisees or the Herodians to put him in a box. He didn't allow them to paint him in a corner. He didn't allow them to put a label on him. Jesus is not Democrat nor Republican. He is not conservative nor liberal. He's not right wing or left wing. He stands outside of those political groups. And I believe that this passage teaches that as well. So there are three things I'd like to tell you about Jesus. And this still falls under the heading and the category, remember Jesus. Just remember Jesus in the voting booth. Remember Jesus and go vote. Remember Jesus and be involved. And so point number one is simply, let's look at Jesus' wisdom. His wisdom. He says in verse 15, the latter part, he says, but he knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I might see it. A denarius was a coin. He says he knew their hypocrisy. He had wisdom. I believe he knew three things. Jesus knew what was at stake. He knew that if he said pay the tax, that the Pharisees would say that he is an enemy of the faith. Pay the tax... He's putting Rome and Caesar over our religion. He is denying Jehovah. He, he we, we got a problem with Jesus. See, he is just a puppet of the state. He also knew the state that if he were to say, no, don't pay taxes, that the Herodians would say, well, see, he is an enemy of the state. He is an enemy of Rome. He is an enemy of Caesar. He is a revolutionary, and we've labeled him that way. See, Jesus knew their hypocrisy, so he decided not to answer and give them a straight answer with that. He gave them a process rather than an answer. And you'll see here that he not only knew what was at stake, but he knew their hypocrisy, it says. He knew their motive, He knew their purpose. He knew their aim. He knew their plan. He knew all about this, but not only that. Jesus knew what to do, and he knew how to respond. He knew the root issues. He knew that giving an illustration was the most important thing because he wanted them to see that their question, although simplistic, had a complicated answer. And men and women, we've got to see that as well. I've been in discussions with people, political discussions with people, and I know that they've gotten frustrated because I don't like to tell people who I vote for. I don't like to say that, that because people immediately label you, and I'd rather not. I'd rather you guess. Well, Pastor Mike talks real conservative. I think he's Republican. Or Pastor Mike talks real liberal. I think he is a Democratic, uh, a Democrat. And so, I I don't think it's wise for the people of God to promote a political party. Jesus stands outside of that. He is not Democrat nor Republican. He doesn't ride a a donkey or an elephant. He is not liberal. He is not conservative. He's not right-wing. He is not left-wing. He stands in and of himself to build his own kingdom of which those political parties are not a part. And men and women, his wisdom stands. But not only his wisdom, we see his witness. He brings God into the equation. Look down at verses 16 and 17. So they brought him the denarius. They brought it. And he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are that are God's. Men and women, he draws a line. He makes a delineation between the things that belong to Caesar and the things that belong to God. Jesus said, Bring me the coin whose inscription is on this coin? Well, if paying taxes and the coin belongs to Caesar, it's got his inscription on it, then you give him his coin back to him. You give him his coin. It has nothing. If it belongs to Caesar, give it to him. You render unto Caesar those things that belong to Caesar. And then he says on the other side, the things that belong to God, you give those things back to God. The the term render is to pay back. You give those things back to God. And so it begs the question, what things belong to Caesar and what things belong to God? Well, we don't have a Caesar we don't have a Caesar, we don't have a king, we don't have a pharaoh, we don't have a dictator, we don't live in a, in, in, in a monarchy, we don't live uh, in a kingdom, no, our Caesar is that we live in a democratic republic that has a constitution that has a balance of power in the legislative branch, in the executive branch and the judicial branch. We live in a democratic Republic where we do pay taxes, but we also vote for our representatives and men and women. Jesus is saying here, you render unto Caesar those things that belong to Caesar. Our Caesar is that we live in a democratic Republic And if you live in a democratic republic, one of the responsibilities, one of the things that is involved in that is voting. Is voting. In the same way... The Caesar there, you had to pay taxes. In our democratic republic, we pay taxes and we vote for our representatives. You can't tell me that that is not an appropriate application for this verse. You render unto Caesar those things that belong to Caesar. We've got to vote. We've got to vote because God says that we're to render unto Caesar those things that belong to Caesar. Voting belongs to him. Yes, we can talk about our forefathers who shed their blood. Yes, we can talk about our forefathers who have died. Yes, we can say not voting does not honor them. Yes, we can say that. But in addition to that, we can say biblically we have got to vote. You are denying the God who created you, who says in the word, render to Caesar those things that belong to Caesar. Men and women, it belongs to him. Your vote belongs to him. And God says that we need to give it to him. And men and women, we've got to vote. We've got to vote. It's so important. But the second part of that verse says, render unto God those things that belong to God. You see, Jesus said there's an inscription on this coin. And on that coin is an inscription of Caesar. Men and women, it was a marking. It was a seal. If we belong to Jesus Christ, we have a seal. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 says that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. We've been marked with the Holy Spirit. We have His mark. We belong to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The people and those who dwell therein, we belong to God. We're to render everything to God. What else belongs to God? Caesar belongs to God. This government belongs to God. The United States of America belongs to God. Everything is under the umbrella of God's ownership. And we're to give it back to Him. That that, that government does not stand alone in and of itself. But the Scripture says that He has established His throne in the heavens and His sovereignty rules over all. He rules over it all. And men and women, it belongs to Him. So we're to take Him into the voting booth. We're to take Him and walk in confidence and know that we're obeying God who created us. We belong to Him and I'm walking in obedience to what He has called me to do. Yes, I'm voting. Yes, I'm, I'm I'm pulling the lever. Yes, I'm shading in the, the box. Yes, I'm making my voice heard. Yes, I'm doing that because Jesus said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and render unto God that which is God's. But not only that, we see His wisdom, we see His witness, but we also see their wonder. Look at the end of, of verse 17 where it says, and they marveled at Him. They marveled at Him. You see, they marveled at Him because of His wisdom. They marveled at Him because they thought they had Him. They marveled at Him because they thought they could identify and label Him. They marveled at Him because He talked with such wisdom. They marveled at Him because they were convicted. He marveled at Him because He not only demonstrated His wisdom, but He witnessed to them by bringing God into the equation. Men and women, it's interesting That in the answer of Jesus, God was glorified. Caesar was satisfied. The people were edified. And his critics were stupefied. Let me say that again. In the answer of Jesus, God was glorified. Caesar was satisfied. The people were edified. And his critics were stupefied. They were marveled. And men and women, when we vote... And we, 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 we make our voice heard and we're involved in the political process and we shine the light of Jesus onto our communities and our society. And we say, yeah, I voted. Yes, I voted this way and I'm going to hold truth to power. And, and, and yes, 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 I voted this way, but I'm going to talk to them about the kingdom principles of God. And so as Christians, We need to say, yes, I'm voting here or I'm voting there. But my real uh, allegiance is to the kingdom of God. And men and women, we've got to do that. Let me close with this. We should vote. We should vote because nobody has more at stake than we do. We should vote because looking up to those who came before inheriting all the impossibilities and all of their what-ifs, we march forth with a strong why-not. Yes, we should vote because they say sentiment without action is the ruin of the soul. Yes, we should vote because the selection isn't about one candidate or another candidate. Yes, we should vote. Because it's about our past, it's about our present, and it's about our future. Yes, we should vote because defending our communities is more than just a hashtag. Yes, we should vote because equality does not always equal justice. Yes, we should vote because Mother Earth is catching her breath on the smog that we create Trying to keep our lights on. Yes, we should vote because we defend the air. And when we de- do, we defend the rights of everyone who breathes that air. Yes, we should vote because educa- education shouldn't come with its very own debt collection agent. Yes, we should vote because wages should add up to respect. Yes, We should vote. Because we know that protest can coexist with process. Yes, we should vote. Because our challenges are real, but our solutions are as well. Yes, we should vote. Because our challenges are real, but so is our God. Yes, we should vote. Because our challenges are real, but so is the power of His might. Yes, our challenges are real, but so is God's sovereignty. Yes, our challenges are real, but so is His saving power. Yes, we should vote because our challenges are real, but so is God's goodness and His grace. Yes, we should vote because our challenges are real, but so is the activity of God in our lives. Yes, we should vote because our challenges are real, But so is God's activity in our nation and in our world. Yes, we should vote. Because Jesus says, render unto Caesar those things that are Caesar's. And render unto God those things that belong to God. Yes, I'm going to vote. Because I want to be obedient to what Jesus said. Yes, I'm going to vote. Because I want to do the right thing by those who came before me. Yes, I want to vote. Because I want to honor my grandmother and my grandfather who fought for that right. Yes, I'm going to vote. Because blood was shed on my behalf. And there were prayers that were prayed longing to see this day. I plan on voting. Do you? I plan on putting my my voice and making my voice heard. I plan on pulling the ballot. I plan on shading the box. I plan on doing the right thing. Do you? It's interesting that that Jesus would say, render unto Caesar those things that are Caesar and render unto God those things that belong to God. One of the things that belongs to God is you. You. You belong to Him. Give your life back to Him. Give Him your life. Give Him your allegiance. Give Him your vote. Make sure that you decide that you choose Jesus. Make sure that you choose Him. 2,000 years ago, the people had a vote. They cried out, do you want Barabbas or do you want Jesus? 2,000 years ago, the people voted for Barabbas and they hung Jesus on a cross. Jesus didn't win that vote, but Jesus did love us enough to give us a second chance. He loved us enough where he gave us another chance to choose him. Men and women, don't leave this earth without Jesus. It don't, 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 don't get caught dead without Jesus. Choose him. You've got an opportunity to make your voice known. The scripture says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that 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 Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this opportunity that we have. We pray, Lord God, that we would do right by this nation in which we live and do right by You. I pray that if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that needs to receive You as Savior and Lord, that they would do so. That they would simply pray, Lord Jesus, I need You. Thank You for dying on the cross for my sins. I now open the door of my life and receive You as my Savior and Lord. Thank You for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life and make me the kind of person You want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen today. Until next week, remember Jesus.